Welcome to the Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to market yourself online, find your tribe and grow a business doing the work you love on your terms. As a blogger, presenter and marketing mentor, I understand the ups and downs that come with putting ourselves out there and running our own show. This podcast is here to take you behind the scenes and share the strategies to help you succeed. So let's get into the show. As this episode comes out, we're experiencing devastating fires across many parts of Australia. It's heartbreaking, it's scary, and so very sad to see so many people and animals and landscapes impacting and people losing homes and lives and their livelihoods. And I know it feels a bit difficult to know what to share or what to post on our platforms and on our social media and whether to pause our marketing and turn off our ads and go quiet. And I'm seeing fears around coming across as self-serving or self-indulgent or insensitive. And I feel like this too. So a, a good place to start would be to check any scheduled posts or ads that you have running. Just check these and see if they need any editing in case they might have some phrases or some references or images or emojis that might now when we look at them could be misinterpreted or come across as insensitive. Then I think the next thing that we can look at is how we, and I know so many people are already doing this and doing an incredible job, use our businesses for good. And perhaps it's linking new clients or sales to a small portion of that being able to donate money. And as your business grows, so does your giving capacity through it. And what we're seeing in Australia now has unfortunately been the impetus for me to formalize larger ongoing financial giving in my business. And I should have had that already, but it's one small thing, one little change that will hopefully be able to make a difference in some small way. And we can see how leaders like Pink and the Kidmans, Celeste Barber and many others are using their platforms and their influence and their wealth for good to raise or donate incredible amounts of money to trigger actions in other people and to raise awareness too. My love, support and thoughts go to those who've been impacted by the fires. I'm sure that It's not over yet, unfortunately, and to those crews fighting and protecting us from them. Now, a few questions to kick off today's episode, and I want to start with some honesty here. So how many things do you do at the expense of your health? What do you prioritize ahead of it? And how often do you find yourself saying, I just need to get this done this project finished, this quote out, and then I'll I'll focus on my health or on my fitness or eating well. But what if instead 
we understood more about how our bodies work and what if our bodies could actually help us be better to achieve more and thrive more in our day-to-day and in our businesses. Well, in today's episode, I'm joined by Gemma Lee, who's from wellsome.com and wellsome, so W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E underscore Gemma Lee. Wellsome underscore Gemma Lee on Instagram. And Gemma is a women's cycle health educator who helps us connect our bodies and find our unique flow. And in our discussion, we cover the what, why, and how of cycle tracking and how shifts and changes to our nutrition and physical movement through our cycle can support us, which is something I'm just digging into and learning more and more about and absolutely loving, and how ancestral and Ayurveda health can be applied to us as hustlers and entrepreneurs. So let's dive in. Gemma Lee, welcome to the show. I'm so excited for this chat we're going to have. Me too. Thanks for having me, Em. Today, we are not actually going to really be doing the behind the business style episode. I wanted to bring you on as an expert in your own right. So rather than talking necessarily about Instagram and marketing, we are going to be digging into an area that I'm learning about. And I I believe listeners will be really, really curious and fascinated by just like I am. So Gemma, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work, please? Sure. Hey, everyone. I'm Gemma. I live on the Gold Coast. I love yoga. I love the beach. I eat a lot of plants and I like growing plants. (laughs) Um, But I work as a women's menstrual cycle educator. I've been in the health industry for 13 years this year. I feel really old when I say that. I know. I'm like, she doesn't look that old. (laughs) Started young, started young. And I work with women of all ages and helping them reconnect with their bodies and finding out why their bodies do a certain thing or act a certain way and why they are experiencing the things that they're experiencing and ultimately to help them bring them back to balance so they feel fantastic. And I do that through multiple modalities. Um, Having been in the industry for a long time, I started out as a food science formulator where I did that for seven years working in uh, manufacturing and helping develop recipes and formulations for raw and live food vegan products. And then I transitioned to becoming a coach and I studied nutrition. I became like you could say a nutrition coach. I started wellness coaching. Then I went into like spiritual practices and I studied chakras and I studied Ayurveda, which is traditional Indian medicine and emotional balance. And then I did womb work and then hormones. And here I am today, just kind of bring everything together. And the best way I can wrap it up M, is I work with women and helping them understand their bodies on four different levels, which is nutritional, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And I call them the pillars of health. It's awesome. And I love like the breadth of your experience and how you've pulled it all together now. I'm loving like soaking up your podcast and your posts and learning from you. So thank you for your awesome intro and let's, let's get into it. And for the very starting point, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a good starting point for women when it comes to their cycle is tracking it to begin with. Would that be, would I be right in saying that? Spot on the money. <laughs> okay. Tell me what that looks like. 
it's interesting. I get so many women, particularly on Instagram, messaging me saying, oh, Gem, I've got, you know, period pain or I've got these really bad mood swings or I just want to give up chocolate, but I crave it all the time. What can I do? And I feel like a broken record because my first response is always like, okay, do you track your cycle? And they're like, no, no, kind of. And I'm like, I don't mean just like when you're going to bleed next. I mean, do you track your cycle? So it's really what I feel the foundational start of getting to know your body as a woman. And it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. So regardless of what your health budget is, every woman can track their cycle. And I will just add in there that whether you menstruate or you don't menstruate, you can still track your cycle. So if you are breastfeeding and you don't have your cycle back because you're still breastfeeding, whether you've been through menopause, you are premenopausal, whether you have been on the pill or you have like an, an, a marina and you haven't had a bleed for like four years, whatever it might be, I won't go on a tangent on that, but whatever it might be, is that regardless of whether you menstruate or not, you can still track your cycle. And I know there's a lot of word out there on the street you could say is that tracking your cycle is for when you bleed, but tracking your cycle is to really understand your body as a woman so you get to understand the different phases of your cycle and how your body's moving through your different cycle, whether you menstruate or not. So how do we do that? Okay, so there's two ways you can do that. A lot of people may, or a lot of women, I should say, men don't generally track their cycle. <laughs> their 24-hour cycle. Yeah, they run on a 24-hour cycle, which is quite different to us as women. And so something I'll just talk about our cycles, and it's probably the foundational start that I mentioned for all women to help you really understand that your body is so uniquely different. So if you think of, as you're listening to this, wherever you are, just think of what the day looks like for you, how you're feeling today, what kind of food cravings you've had today, your mood swings. And mood swings can be like from joy to excitement to joy to excitement. It doesn't have to be like from anger to frustration. Mood swings are mood swings, right? But whatever it is that you feel today, how your body is aligned, you could say, biochemically, so in a hormone balance as well as like a lifestyle balance based on what you choose to do in your life because of how your body feels is only going to happen another 12 times in the next 365 days. I'll say that again, another 12 times in the next 365 days. Now that's on average because every woman's different, but that just goes to show that your body's so uniquely different. So how you feel today is only going to happen again in maybe 28, 29, 30, 27 days. And then, then again and again. So that's an understanding of how every woman's body is so different. And that's why what you want to do today is going to be different to what you wanted to do last week. And that's okay. It's unique. It's beautiful. And so how do we understand the changes from week to week? How do we understand why do I want to kill everybody in my house right now? <laughs> yes. And then like, why do I want to be really social and dance all day versus like, why do I just want to just lay in bed and sleep and nap and just mm-hmm. binge watch a series on Netflix? Tracking your cycle is the best way to understand that. Now, tracking your cycle, you can use an app. So it's probably the most common way that most women would start tracking their cycle is they use an app and they generally just go, oh, start bleeding today. This is day one of my cycle. They track. That's what I've done. And then they keep <laughs> their phone away for the rest of the month. And then when they, they might check it towards the end of the month to be like, oh, when am I bleeding next? Or the app will give you a reminder on your phone. It's like, bing, yeah. you're about to start your next <laughs> menstrual cycle. It's like your period's coming. Yes. And so then you will like check back in on the app. 
so while some people call this cycle tracking, I don't feel it's true cycle tracking. This is interesting because that's what I'm doing. And I'm like, I totally track my cycle. <laughs> but, but, but let me just add in, I do sometimes check in on the app and put in some, because it asks you, I use flow yeah. and it says, how are you feeling? What like symptoms you have? But when I'm like, and we'll talk about this, like in, in a summer or I'm like, I don't have time for this. I'm great. Yeah. I don't have, so, I don't um, have time to check in on my phone. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, so please explain. <laughs> oh, it's so like, I know the women listening can probably resonate exactly with what you just shared so tracking your cycle is not just about knowing when you bleed it's knowing why does my body experience what it's experiencing and so that can be like go back to those four pillars that I mentioned it can be a nutritional thing like why am I craving the sweet potato chips (laughs) and like why can I not get donuts out of my mind like whatever it is but also like why am I going to the gym today and I'm feeling really sluggish in my energy? Whereas last week I had heaps of energy and I'm lifting the same weights, but I just can't Mm. do it the same. So it's discovering why you feel a certain way on any particular day. And so tracking your cycle on a daily basis explores that. So I encourage women to use a written tracker. Now, what a written tracker looks like is it's kind of like a journal, but it's, I like to keep things really simple because if it's not simple, you probably won't do it. It's just like a one page printout. And every day you go to your tracker and you just check in, how am I feeling today? The best way to get started is write out three things that you feel today. And that could be headache, tired, great food, whatever. Okay, cool. It could be bloating constipation, frustration. It could be like, I really didn't like my partner today. The kids are driving me nuts. Constipation. It could be anything. Or it could be like acne, like bad acne breakout or really lethargic or feeling fatigued. Just writing down three simple things that reflect how you felt on that day. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously if you do it at night for that day. But if you don't like doing it at night, just wake up in the morning, do it in the morning for the previous day. Now, the purpose a benefit of tracking your cycle is that you're probably thinking, Gemma, this has nothing to do with my menstrual cycle. Like I'm not talking about menstrual blood. I'm not talking about discharge, but you'll be surprised how everything that you experience as a woman in your life actually can be linked back to your menstrual cycle. So that comes down to how you feel emotionally, why you are craving physical affection and a little bit unhappy with your partner because they're not physically giving you more hugs or holding your hand and you're feeling underappreciated. Like all of that can go back, come back to be like, oh, you're on day 23 of your cycle. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're in a needy phase right now. So you're, you're needing more from life because you're feeling hormonally unfulfilled. So everything comes back to your cycle. And so a lot of women, when they start tracking their cycle, They do it and then they lose the habit because they don't see the results. The challenges with tracking your cycle is that you need to keep the habit up. And I promise you, Gemma guaranteed that if I track my cycle for three cycles, that you will unpack patterns and habits that you didn't realize actually happen at certain stages of your month. And that's the benefit of using a written tracker over an app. See, I'll like finish it on this note is that with an app, we live in this scroll and flick since society is like, like in the scroll hole, you could say, you could say we've all, we've all been there. We've all been there. We call it the vortex. I'm like, Coden, you're in the vortex. Get out of the vortex. <laughs> Step away from the device. 
<laughs> I'm like, hello, I'm here. He can't even hear me. He's just in the vortex. Exactly. And it happens, right? It just like gets sucked yeah. in. When you track with an app, it actually doesn't become a present practice. So you're easily like flicking or scrolling or just going bang, bang, bang. And it's like done and forgot. Like you're just forgotten about it. Whereas with a written tracker, you've got it printed out. You can keep it by your bedside, in your journal, in your diary, whatever you like to keep it. It's forefront of your mind. And when you're actually writing in your tracker with a pen to paper, it's kinesthetic learning. So you're actually releasing some of the things that may have come up for you throughout that day that you're like, oh my God, I'm so frustrated. But like, it's a form of releasing without being like, dear diary, today my partner said this to me and I wanted to throw his you know, phone out the window, is that it's such a small practice that can take less than a minute, but it's the habit. Of doing it and so that's why I like to have the written tracker and over three cycles it's like it becomes like a school project you get to have the three trackers out in front of you and you're like oh my god I feel exactly the same on day seven every cycle like oh, penny drop so yeah that's why I love to use and encourage women to use a written tracker if you've been using an app then you kind of are aware of your cycle but if you want to delve deeper and unpack why I feel certain things and I've even talked about cycle signs written trackers the way to go and there's a free one on my website and there's videos of like how to do it and you know the process I thought you had a free one I was almost going to say I think head to Gemma's website so that's awesome yeah free love your cycle guide awesome thank you comes with information about the cycle too Oh, I'll be jumping on that after this (laughs) Um, so what do you find people or women realize once they start tracking like are there things in common? And I, I ask this because I know that there are things in common between most of us women or all of us women around the different stages of the cycle. I just want to tap into that briefly. What can we expect? And also for those listening, I actually, Gem and I just wrapped up an interview on her podcast and I shared what my cycle looks like for me and how I use what I know of it and kind of from, from I guess, tracking it and understanding and learning from people like Gemma in terms of how I can structure my business around that and like when I've got heaps of energy, when I'm self-critical and basically what that looks like for me. So you might like to check that out if you go to the Well Women podcast. podcast? Yeah, the Well yeah, cool. Women podcast. Or you can just go to my website, go to podcast in the menu and you'll find it. Cool. So what do people tend to start to notice or what does kind of like that cycle look like when it's not a 24-hour cycle for women? What is it? It won't happen immediately. We live in this society where we want results like <laughs> yesterday. Yes. But the habit is if you've done at least one full tracker, so you've just completed one, one month, that's it, you will generally notice that you are like, wow. So in the Well Women Academy, which is like my ongoing self-paced program that I teach, a woman only like two days ago shared she just finished her first tracker. And her first comment was like, oh, my God, I was looking back over my tracker and I can't believe how many times I wrote down migraine and headache. And so for her, she recognized that she had just subconsciously just thought that was a part of her life and that it was okay. Whereas because she's been writing down how she feels every day, she's noticed that, oh my God, I actually feel this so much more than I thought. Okay, I need to look into this. So above all for women who do track their cycles, the biggest takeaway from tracking your cycle over a period of time is the removal of guilt oh my God, I feel so guilty that I feel like this or I feel so guilty that I overate like a serving of dinner or I finished off the ice cream tub. Mm -hmm. 
tracking your cycle, you start to see where you are in your cycles as a woman. So you start to see, oh, okay, am I coming up to my ovulation time? Am I coming up to my menstruation time? Where am I? And is that a common feeling at that time of my cycle? And so it removes the guilt for women and it helps them really understand that they are a part of nature and that nothing is static. So everything's ever changing and flowing. And so they embrace that. And I like what you said before as well, that the way you're feeling at that particular time or over that day or those few days, that's going to kind of cycle around in another month or so. And rather than feeling like, oh, I suck, like I've got no energy, I'm so lazy, I'm not going to the gym, I really should be going to the gym, all I want to do is eat. For me, I've realized that I'm not lazy and I'm not greedy and that's just the way that I feel during a specific time of my month. And now I enjoy being lazy. I'm, and we just spoke about this on your podcast, Gem, that it's like, this is awesome. Like I kind of look forward to each part of the month because there's huge contrast in them that I never really realized before, never really took notice of. But now that I'm a, more aware and have been just loving the learning about these kind of things, it's like, I'm going to embrace those times of the month where, and it's called the inner spring and summer I believe and those times where I feel like I've got loads of energy I'm going to let myself be a workaholic Mm -hmm. and I'm going to lean into that and then those other times when my energy is lower and I do feel more self-critical I just don't want to really be around people and I'm like Coden go away leave me alone I hate you (laughs) (laughs) he now knows I don't hate him I love him but that's just kind of what I'm going through at that time and I let myself slow down and I don't feel it was guilty which is massive the trackers they show patterns. Yeah. And like just the analogy that just came to my mind is if you think of kids, you know, and the weather and how weather affects kids. Like my mom's been working at us like as a teacher for like 24 years. And when the, when it's windy, she's like, the kids are crazy. And there's an Ayurvedic and ancestral health reason why that is, but there's patterns in your cycle. And when you start to see the patterns, you're like, oh, okay. Note to self, I'm approaching this time of my cycle where I easily get frustrated at my partner or anyone in my life or I easily feel burnt out or I easily overeat or I generally break out in my skin at this time of my cycle. What does that mean? And with women who experience cycle signs, and I call cycle signs a sign that your body's giving you. It's like a little message. This is ancestral health um, philosophy is that your body's always talking to you. It's like a door knock. It's like knock, knock, knock. Hey, we have this little spot of acne going on and it's here like the same time every month. Let's look into why this is or, yeah. you know, wow, I'm feeling bloated. Okay, that's the body communicating that you need to address the bloating because it's physically showing you or mm-hmm. you're physically feeling it. When you add that into your tracker, you can start to see, hang on a second, that wasn't a once-off thing. That was mm-hmm. it's actually happening at that same time every month. What's the link here and how can I bring that back to balance? And that's what I teach. It's so cool. And do you work with many women business owners? I assume that you do. You probably have a mixture there. How can we, I guess, use this knowledge when we are, whether we're working for someone else, but specifically when we do have our own business and there's always so much to do (laughs) or we can feel like that. I'm drowning Um, in workload. (laughs) Yes. What is kind of your advice or what can we do or what's super helpful for us to use use this to, I guess, feel better in business, achieve what we want to achieve, rest when we want to rest, whatever it looks like? What would you say? The first thing I'll say 
is for everyone listening, think back to the last time you wanted to quit. And so this could be you in business wanting to quit your business, being like, I can't do it. You know, I'm not enough. You have fear. There's doubt. There's low confidence. Think of that. It could be quitting your job, being like, I'm sick of this job. I need a change. It's frustrating me. Everyone in the office is annoying me. So just quitting anything. You know, yeah. even if you're at the gym and you're like, I'm quitting the gym. It's not working for my body. I don't have the yes. butt that I desire. It's like whatever it is that you want to quit, think back to that time. The last thing that you wanted to quit along those lines. I can almost guarantee that that was occurring at a particular time of your cycle where your hormones are going through a big ebb and shift and change and they're going towards their lowest point, which is the time of your cycle where you don't have good self-esteem. Your body naturally feels puffy. Your hormones are literally diving. It's like, like your, your hormones are diving to this plummet where you don't have the confidence to be like, I've got this. I can, yeah, I love this stuff that I'm doing. And so it's natural for you to feel like that. So if you're a business, how does getting to know your cycle and your body and the ebbs and flows of your body throughout your menstrual cycle actually work as a businesswoman? There's so many facets. But above all, it'll explain your mindset around why you think the way you're thinking on that day. There's sometimes in your cycle, I'm a businesswoman too, so I know this, is that I'll be like, okay, I need to write a newsletter. I've got to write a newsletter and I've got to write a blog post to go into the newsletter and then I have to write an Instagram post that matches all these two things and you're like tapping on your mind thinking, work. Just bring the words to the paper, please, right? And then it's other times of your cycle where it's like, oh, my God, I could write like five blog posts. I'm just like buzzing in energy. I hear you. That's what happens. And that's the differences between different phases of your cycle. There's four phases, but different phases of your cycle. Your hormones and the way that your body is like moving through your cycle, actually, it naturally does that. So for me, I know I don't like being creative before I menstruate because it's like trying to make, like force a horse to drink. It just does not work. It feels hard. Exactly. And then you feel terrible. You feel like you're incapable of like being in business because you can't write. I can't even write newsletter. I quit. I'm shutting the doors. (laughs) When it's like, hang on a second, just breathe. Right now, you don't have the confident hormone of estrogen to actually give you the burst and you're not in your creative phase. So Mm. you're naturally not going to be like that. So I know with you, Em, you're like to put like this podcast interview is at a certain time of your cycle because this is when you have the energy to be outgoing and like interview and ask questions and have your mind. and Yeah. Whereas there's other times where you're like, I want to do all of my tax and my accounting work yes. and my bookkeeping work and I don't have to deal with anyone else or be on the phone and I can just like wear my daggy home clothes and feel really fatty, even though you might not be fatty at all. <laughs> it's how it feels, right? So yeah. how it looks is how it feels that matters. That's all explained by getting to know your cycle. So as a businesswoman, I want you to just think about the times where things feel hard or the times where you're like, I'm throwing in the towel. Just let me quit. I'm like tapping out is that they're the times where if you understood your cycle, I promise you it would support your business and the way that you move through business. I know it's helped me dramatically. It has for me too, so much. What can you share with us? Because I know one of your specialities 
is the lens that you approach things through is ancestral and Ayurveda, which is something I don't know a whole lot about. I did go to a wonderful Ayurveda. Is that how I say it? Ayurveda. Ayurveda, yeah. Ayurveda practitioner in Northcote for a couple of sessions who helped me immensely. But I don't know a whole lot. I would love to look at things through that lens, knowing you are an expert, you've got a lot of expertise and knowledge and practice in this field. How can we apply this knowledge to, again, ourselves as entrepreneurs, as business owners, what can you kind of share into that as well, please? When it comes to Ayurveda, a lot of people are like, what is this Arab what? Yep. (laughs) So Ayurveda, the easiest way to think of it is everyone knows about traditional Chinese medicine. It's been around for a very long time, centuries, like thousands of years. Ayurveda is traditional Indian medicine. It just has Mm. the word Ayurveda, which is a Sanskrit word, which means life sciences. So it's the life science of you individually in your body. Now, the thing, there's a long tangent I won't go into about like how I got into Ayurveda and, you know, it's been a part of my life for the last seven years and it's a part of everyone's life. We just don't ultimately realize it yet is that Ayurveda is the science of getting to know your body. The whole benefit of the medicine style of Ayurveda, which is it's a traditional medicine, so it's Eastern, you could say, Mm. is that it's all about bringing the body back to balance. So if you think of the word dis-ease, disease, you know, I've got Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis disease, I've got celiac disease, I've got all the dis-eases. We're either in ease or we're dis-eased. And so ancestral health and Ayurveda, so I studied ancestral health first and then I I was already doing Ayurvedic things in my life and then I went to study Ayurveda and I was like, this is like the same as ancestral health. Like it's so aligned. And so ancestral health for me and the way that I studied it is like going right back to the Egyptian age. So if you think back to like the pharaohs, how did they treat, heal, cure, diagnose, diseasement in the body without cutting bodies open? And so... The whole theory is that the body never lies. It's a messenger. It's simply talking to us. It just matters how well are we listening. Mm. So when we think about that and we think about why do I have a headache like so frequently? So that's the body Mm. trying to show you that there's something going on. And so ancestrally they would go, okay, this represents this and this represents that. So with Ayurveda, it's really, I wouldn't say the foundation of my work, but I was already working in this way, but it just fits in so well because Ayurveda is you are not your signs. They call them symptoms in modern medicine mm. in the in the Western world. Is you you are not your symptoms. You are not PCOS. You are not infertility. You or infertile. You are mm. not you know leaky gut. You are not chronic acne. That's just something your body's experiencing to show you what it needs to be worked on. And so in the Ayurvedic or ancestral sense, they would look at the multiple connective links as to why that would occur. So what is the mind balance? So we are not our body, we are mind and body. And so the mind affects the body and the body affects the mind. So if you want to have a clear mind and a clear thought process and a clear creative process in your business, you want to have a clear and creative body. So it's the balance of both. And Ayurvedic psychology, which is something else that I studied, kind of works into that. And it's very fascinating. The last thing I'll say on ancestral health is that everything that I teach and everyone who's like been a client of mine or is a part of the Well Women Academy knows that 
I relate everything to nature because we are not Mm. on nature. So we're not on this planet. We are of the planet. We are a part of the planet. And everything that happens to our bodies is very similar to nature. It's very similar to animals. We are an animal. And to understand your body is really connecting back to nature in inverted brackets, which is really connecting back to your nature. And the women that work with you, what are some of the symptoms or the signs that I guess through what you teach, you can help them with and how do you help them with? And I know a lot of the women that I work with, it's maybe not those real health conditions or chronic kind of health conditions that I know that you you do have quite a lot of experience with, but often it's feeling overwhelmed or it is feeling that self-critical it's those different flows of emotion it's procrastination or self-sabotage does that kind of relate into any of this so much yeah how can how can you kind of help with that it explains i'll kind of explain this in a sense that think of a woman in your life it could be yourself it could be a family member a mother a friend or just someone that you've just randomly have known through a friend circle But there's someone in your life I know that eats all the right foods, they do all the right type of movement with their body, but they still don't feel the way that they want to feel in their body. They still don't feel good. They're still not happy with their weight. They're still emotionally stressed. They're still, you know, poor sleep or their skin's still breaking out. They're the two first pillars of the four pillar approach that I have, which is the nutritional physical. The last two are actually sometimes the most important. And when I work with clients one-on-one individually, which is work I love to do because we get to do so much personal growth that you can't do in a group environment. The first thing we do is emotional work. So in the very first session of 90 minutes, we do an, a complete emotional timeline of your life in reference to how you've physically experienced things throughout your life and doing that process em it it helps women understand that how important the link of emotion how you feel emotionally to how you feel physically and how intertwined they are with the balance of it all is it's understanding that you can't just treat something in inverted brackets with just good food or just movement. It's really a holistic overall approach. And that's what Ayurveda and ancestral health does. And the women that I mostly see, they generally come for a common, you could say common reason. And that could be, I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. I have challenges with gut health. I have really bad acne. I can't lose weight. I need to detox. I have really chronic migraines and headaches and I have really low energy and I have an immune challenge. They're the general common ones. Once they come and I work with them, there's actually so many other little things that they don't recognize because they're so focused on the bigger, the bigger challenge. And often it's not the bigger challenge that we need to work on. And that's the differences between a Western medicine point Mm. of view versus an Eastern medicine point of view is it comes back to recognizing why do I feel the way that I feel and what's contributing to this and a journey of your health. There's no fast approaches to this. And so let's just think of a woman who wants to lose the extra five kilos, which is kind of a common goal, right? Is that it might've taken you two years to put the five kilos on. It could have taken 20 years. It might've taken like two months. So you're not going to lose five kilos in the same time frame that it it took you to get it on like it might take a little bit longer it might be a little bit shorter but you can't rush the health 
And anything you do fast won't last for long. Yeah. With all these signs and how like the messages our body's giving us, whether it's the acne or the bloating or my hair's falling out or my nails won't grow or I'm constantly constipated, I have diarrhea, I'm bloated all the time, I look like I'm pregnant, I have painful periods, I have really dark period pain, I've lost my period because I don't have a menstruated in months. That's all I believe everything is balanced, like you can rebalance everything, anything, depending on how committed you are to the simple things every day. And one of the most simplest things you can do is track your cycle. I love how we've come back to that too. Full circle, because that's the starting place. It's the simple things. And there's a free thing on my website called the seven steps to simple daily health. And it's a free hour audio class. There's a free 30 something page ebook that goes with it. And it's just the seven simple things you can do every day. And one of the girls in the academy just this morning messaged, and she's been in the academy group for three weeks now. And she's like, I can't get over how much just simple little changes I, I, I'm making. And I thought I had to do all the big things, but I'm feeling so different already. Would you be able to run us through even if a couple of those? So it's all about literally simplifying what you're already doing. So the first one, I'll run through all seven real quick. Cool. The first, the first one is breathe. It's free. It fits in your pocket. It comes with you everywhere. And it's the first and most simplistic thing you can do for your health to bring you back to balance, which is to breathe. And the breath communicates safety to your body. But oh, I just took a massive deep breath there and it was really <sighs> Okay, everyone, let's do it together. Yeah. So everyone, let's take a nice long inhale, really expanding your chest and a nice sighing exhale. <sighs> and just doing three of those communicates to your body that you are safe. That's it. I really love doing that. And I do that before I'm about to go into something too. Like if I'm about to go in to do a talk or, and it just feels so good. It really does ground you. Yeah. Oh, I start every event that I do. We do a breathing practice at the start because we just want to like shake off the rush, yes. the morning rush or whatever. And it, it kind of be. places you to where you are. It does, it does help shake off kind of where you've been. And then it's like, right, I'm in the moment now. I like to call that coming home because it's literally just like, Oh, your body is like you become present and you step into your body. So the first one is like breathe. The second one is nourish. Now, nourishing is very easy. It's eating food and there's two core things with food. I won't go into detail because it's like a, such a broad topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to eat vegan, paleo, pescatarian, got to be breatharian, whatever it is. You want to make sure that it's colorful. Don't count anything. No counting of calories. No, just don't count anything. The only thing you can count if you like counting because you need to keep your mind busy is count the amount of colors on your plate, period. Just count colors. The more colors there are, the more, you know, broad nutrients. The second one is keep it as close to nature as possible. Mm. You're out for dinner. You're sitting at the restaurant. You're concerned about your health because you're like, I've got those five kilos I need to lose. And you're like stressing over, oh, no, I can't order that because my butt will double in size in 20 minutes. And, oh, I can't have dessert because of blah, 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 blah. Just look at the menu and ask yourself, what is the closest thing to nature? And order that. If I can just butt in there, like I used to have a pretty terrible diet and I was like, I believe I was addicted to sugar. If I didn't have it one day, I'd ha- like I just I had to go to the supermarket and buy chocolate. Like I, it was almost like one of my New Year's resolutions. I think it was like last year or the year before, just around eating more greens and eating like, I don't know, better or that type of thing. Now, when I go out, I actually posted this in my Instagram stories the other day. Like now when I go out for brunch, 
I want to order the greens bowl. That's kind of what I started craving. It's really weird. Like I just never would have thought I'd get to that stage, but um, it's really, really cool. And I don't know, I guess even if I've done it, I think anyone could do it. Cause I, my diet was really, really terrible and I felt sluggish the whole time I had. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. And now I just feel great and vibrant and energetic and happy. And I don't like, I still eat chocolate and still eat whatever but just I've noticed my body has changed and it, I, I listen to it now I guess and it, it does crave the good stuff and when like when it comes to food you got to like think back to the fact we live on a 28 day cycle so your habits with food are going to look different throughout your 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 monthly cycle and it's a big part of what I teach you know there's different like ways of eating breakfast there's different types of temperature foods to have at different times of your cycle yes. there's different amounts of food you'll eat at different times. Like right now I'm in my inner spring, which is before I ovulate. So I'm after menstruation, before ovulation. And right now I call this the green phase where I just want green food. But you'll notice that it it removes a lot of food guilt too. And that's why getting to know your cycle is like such an important aspect. But when it comes to seven simple steps, like eating close to nature, like it's confusing if you make it complicated but if you keep it simple just check in with that what's close to nature and I promise you if you're listening to this and you're confused about food I want you to know or any aspect of your health as a woman you're not alone like all the women that I work with are confused I used to be freaking confused and I know that's where accountability and support is so important Um, that's why I developed the academy so quickly, let's go on with the other seven steps. Otherwise, we'll never get there. Number three is hydrate. It seems really stupid, but drink more water and drink clean water. Clean water. If that means investing in water, I buy reverse osmosis. It's 15 liters for $4. It's cheaper than coffee and it lasts me a week. And it's the most purest, cleanest, bacteria-free, algae-free, chemical toxin-free water ever. You know, un- Drinking water out of a tap contains 34 known chemicals and toxins and only one we can taste. Oh, my gosh. And so when that goes in your body, your body has to do something with it. So water is the number third, the third one. The fourth one is move. Now, a lot of women particularly call this exercise. I don't like the word exercise. I prefer movement because exercise has like a paradigm of a, I've got to go to the gym and I've got to go yeah. to yoga or Pilates or I've got to like do spin class or whatever it might be. I don't care what you do as long as you're moving and if that means that you roll with the kids on the grass that's what you do if that means that you park a little bit further away at the shopping center and you walk further to get to the shops that's your movement whatever it is if you feel like shit in your body then you're stagnant so how do we change that and this is part of the Ayurvedic like it's an Ayurvedic philosophy there's like a whole section they teach on this but if you feel static it's because you're not mobile so you need to add more mobility in your life And that's just maybe walking a little bit further or walking around the house more or whatever. Dance. I love dancing. Well, that's true. I see. I don't necessarily do the dance, but just before we sat down to record this podcast, (laughs) it's going to sound weird, but I love it. I um, just like jump on the spot. Yes, it's good. And kind of do, yeah, a little jogging on the spot and jump up and down. And it's great just to kind of, yeah, have that shift. Change your state. Yeah. Totally. 
Yeah. Um, All right. If anyone wants dancing inspo, go to my Instagram and I be know, like, oh my God, so Gem is so crazy. But I do that to show women that you can be natural and dance and just doesn't matter what it looks like. It's how it feels. So that's number yeah, I love that. four. Number five is gut and liver health. If you're doing the first four, I promise you're already helping with your gut and your liver mm-hmm. health. If you want to learn more about that, you can just get the download. Number six is go outside. Remember, we are of nature. We're a part of nature. So it's very homecoming being outside. You know that feeling when you've been in the city and you're just driving out to like the country and it's just like all of a sudden like the concrete kind of disperses and you're like there's fields or trees and it's naturally, you just, your breath changes, the state of your body changes. So go outside. If that means it's raining torrentially, it's been like that for four days, Go and freaking stand at the window, put your nose on the window and look outside. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just get yourself outside. And then number seven is your environment. And this is the seventh step because often it's, it is, I promise you, it's the last step. You can't do this one Mm -hmm. first. Your environment is not like going outside in the environment. Your environment is where you spend your time who you surround yourself with, the conversations that you have, what you listen to, what your mind picks up, the radio stations you listen to, the TV shows you watch, all the TV, who you're surrounded by at work, who you live with, your neighbors, that's your environment. And that's the last step. And the clients that I've been working with, I work with all clients at minimum six months and the journey is so transformational. And But they always continue. It's just a thing. Yes, it's just a thing. It's so good. Um, but one of my clients I've been working with for nearly two years now, we do sessions like fortnightly. So her transformation has been complex. She's a totally different person in a great way. But just recently, in the last month, she's like, Gemma, you know that, that environment step? She's like, I'm <laughs> finally getting it. And that's why I say to you while you're listening to this that you're not going to do the environment straight up. So don't think you have to like get rid of all your friends and like get a new family. Um, It'll just naturally evolve as you do throughout the first six steps. And number six I love because um, I live in the city like pretty pretty central in Melbourne just doing this work listening to my body and all that type of thing. And I, I find that I do just feel called to go on a walk but just en- I end up in a park and I like lie in the park and I just kind of like listen to some cool music or listen to a podcast and just it feels so good to like just be, be on the grass and be in nature. So I can totally relate to that. And then the environment, like you said, it makes so much sense. And it, I think it's, it's like a constant edit, isn't it, of life. It's just constantly like that's no longer really suit my values or I don't really feel great having that or that person in my life or that comes back M to we are not static as women particularly yeah we're not static. we can get really frustrated at men because they just like all right honey I just want to like get biceps and abs and they just figure <laughs> out like what their gym routine is what totally. food they need to eat and how they like have to move and then, then boom, they do that for 10 years and then yeah, they've like, like, got the body of their dreams. Why are you so consistent? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whereas as women, we are not that static. We are very mobile. And so the earth plane is a feminine plane. And therefore, that's why our cycles as a woman, our menstrual cycle links so much with the moon and the moon links with the tides And then the moon also links with how food grows. So like fruits and vegetables and how we harvest and different types of seeds and 
like shades, whether it's picked with the um, the sunlight or whether it's picked with the moonlight. Like there's so this is all ancestral health. Mm. Is that it's so multifaceted. I just want you to to know that with the environment and changes, is that it's mobile. Your life is mobile, and how you live right now. I promise you, it's not going to be the same in two months' time, or yeah. two years, or twenty years' time. And if you feel really lost and confused and you don't know what to do is ask for help, find like-minded people. Like the amount of women that I work with who are like, I want this so bad from my health, but no one in my life gets this. Yeah. They just don't understand how I feel. They're not supportive. Like I don't want to drink the alcohol for a month, but I go yeah. to parties and they peer pressure me and I don't have the support. That's where having an external coach like myself or like a community of women that supports that, it goes to show that you're not alone because I promise you, you're not alone, even though you might feel alone in your own little community. Absolutely. Oh, Gemma, thank you so much for giving up some of your day and all that you've shared. It's been wonderful. And like, we could just keep going forever, but I'm like, we should probably bring this to a little close so thank you and tell us where everyone can find you i'm so excited so Gemma's just launched her online program the well woman academy and um obviously you have your podcast but please give us the details where can we find you so you can find me on the gram that's probably my most common platform is wellson w-e-l-l-s-o-m-e underscore Gemma, which is J-E-M-A, Lee, L-E-E, all the weird words together. But you can just find my website, which is Wellsome. So same spelling, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E.com. Um, there you can be linked to the academy. It's in the menu. The podcast is in the menu. The free guides are in the shop. So awesome. you can just go to the shop and download them. There's also like some other Ayurvedic things on there and a dosha quiz and whatnot. <sighs> I love doshas. We'll have to talk about that next time. We can do another podcast on doshas. <laughs> but yeah, everything's on the website. Now, the Academy is um, like it's an online self-paced course, which is surrounded in a community of women where we have monthly or weekly events, really. And the self-paced course was really the four different programs that I was teaching because I was crazy. And as a woman in business, I wanted to better balance my menstrual cycle around my life. And so what I what I did is I just put them together and so now it's a self-paced course that's cheaper than your daily coffee fix and who knows you might not end up drinking coffee that's your choice though (laughs) yes oh yeah it's fantastic thank you so much Gemma and um, we'll speak really soon thanks for having me I've loved it Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at emilyosmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.